Are we there yet? I'm hungry. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you strike that subscribe button at no cost to yourself? If you wish to contribute, use Patreon or PayPal and, and thank you. Please keep us in the prayers. Please keep the constructive comments coming. Famous scene coming up this weekend in the readings. Jewish people confront, not for the only time, confront Moses. Did you bring us out here so we could die of thirst? Or as they say to him elsewhere, were, were there no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to murder us? And, and Moses is scandalised at, their, at their, their contumacy and their lack of faith and all the rest of it. Finally, God tells them to move the people out, strike the rock at Horeb, and they get water. The people don't come well out of that. Moses comes well out of it. God comes very well out of it. The people don't come well out of it. They come across as spoiled, like kids in the back seat of a modern car. Are we there yet? I'm thirsty. I feel sick. But that's human nature. Moses has done that most dangerous of things. He has led the people to freedom. But freedom is a lonely place. And as, the, and as the Jews say in other places, at least in Egypt, we had enough to eat. We come out here to be killed in the wilderness. This is, a, it's, 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 there's something very, very human about it. Is all the effort to be free. And remember that a huge motivation in the Jewish people's wanting to be free, a huge motivation in that was to be able to worship as they chose. Uh, Cardinal Ratzinger brings that out very well, or Benedict XVI, in the spirit of the liturgy. And now there isn't enough to drink. There isn't enough to eat. There isn't enough to do this, to do that, to the other. There's going to be a catalogue of problems. There's going to be a series of confrontations. Gods will be tested and tested and tested again. But I wish to draw your attention to something. This bad-mannered, touchy, broody, ungrateful, spoiled, petulant people. Get water. (laughs) They complain. They get They keep complaining and they keep getting. There's a lesson here. If you're willing to abandon dignity, if you're willing to abandon uh, good manners, which sometimes you have to do, sometimes you can survive. But you have to move very quickly. Move to the gospel coming up this weekend. Jesus at the well of Sychar, the Samaritan woman. She's a player. She smells it off him. She smells possibility in this meeting. She's spiritually astute. Sir, give me that water that I may have salvation. Now, the point I want to make to you in this talk is that if you want to do this right, 
if you want to do this Christian thing right, you're going to have to develop the reflexes, the narrowed eye, the tightened mouth, and the generally disagreeable persona of of some some hooligan walking the streets. Some absolute, as, as we would say in Ireland, bousy. You're going to have to smell an opportunity and you are going to have to be quick and ruthless. People think Christianity is an easy religion. Christianity is a religion that requires a degree of courage, believe me, that you don't have. So you're going to have to ask God to make you crazy with crazy love. I can't emphasise this too strongly. Respectability is killing our faith. We want to be liked. We're desperate to recover some bit of our status. We want to be the same as everybody else. We say the sacred words on Sundays. We say all the things, all the incredible, remarkable, terrifying, beautiful things that are in the sacred liturgy. We answer the responses at Mass with the noble and high and poisonously expensive sentiments that are in it. And we have set them behind glass, behind perspex, where they can't touch us or hurt us. Because the gospel is a two-edged sword and people are rightly afraid of it. They're afraid of the water of life, which could start off a sober inebriation of the spirit, which could drive you cracked and get you doing ridiculous things for God. So they're quite naturally and normally afraid of it. They resent God for calling them out of Egypt. They resent the faith-making demands on them. They resent it. It's human nature. I'm telling you now there is no future to what the world considers respectable. There is no future. Hilary Mantel, the author who died there lately, uh, authored the uh, Wolf Hall trilogy and uh, the book historical she was a mistress of historical historical fiction now not only that but she was particularly good at that also wrote a place of greater safety about the uh, french revolution i think told from the perspective of the revolutionary danton she said about catholicism she brought up a catholic very unhappy childhood had cast off the faith she said it wasn't a religion for respectable people what a magnificent compliment. What a lovely thing to say to us. Hmm? That we're not a religion for respectable people. For dead people waiting to be buried. We are a religion for the living. For quick, supple people. People with love and hate in their hearts. People full of honesty and full of treachery. People who are divided, people who are basically good and powerfully inclined to evil. And you know, from a distance, being powerfully inclined to evil looks remarkably like evil. That's the, the, the kind of revenant 
that the human nature is. That's the kind of walking dead we are. And we are endlessly, compassionately and sensually and powerfully alive and dying at the same time. I'm telling you now, if you don't grab every chance at life you get, they will pass you by. You must ask God for water. You must ask and you must keep asking. From the time of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven is won by violence and the violent buried away. You must raid and you must take. And when you meet a stranger at the well and he tells you about the living water and you smell off him and you sense in your gut that this is the one, that this is the chance, you must not just sip the water. You should shove your head in the bucket. I would recommend you jump down the well. So if this Lent, what you're doing is becoming, you know, making your little resolutions and becoming even more respectable than you were before, I say, keep going. I'll talk to the, uh, I don't know, drug pusher or slaver who's, who's behind you. I talk to somebody who's capable of real real deeds of grandeur not to somebody who's already half dead keep going you must grasp at this with your two hands desperately and greedily and run off cackling with it with the kingdom in your hands that's the response of the Christian now I'm telling you this this weekend Get in touch with your inner thug. Your inner scumbag. Get in touch with that person. Okay? Because the kingdom of heaven is not taken down off the shelf like a box of chocolates you've decided to buy. It is conquered and taken by those who are animated and empowered by the spirit to raid heaven and make off with the spoils. Yeah. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.